Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month, like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Golly. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman. That right there, Kyle Porter, KP. We got a lot to get into, brother. There's it was it might have just been a random Thursday before a major championship, but things are happening out there. Yeah, they are. I'm actually watching uh, Jordan Spieth's wind up swing as we as we speak. His little I I can't handle it. You're you're it's like Medusa. You're not supposed to look directly at it. <laughs> it's like a it's like a warm-up pitch. I can't it, it's like am I watching the it, it's anyway, we're not here to talk about Speeth's 68. Um although I feel like him and Scheffler have, have kept themselves in it. Uh and JT also. We can talk about those guys later. Yeah, the man out in front, Sebastian Munoz, goes out and shoots a real dirty 60, uh, including 28 on his inward nine. He eagled 12. That's a par five. He eagled nine. That's a par five. Uh, Statistically, KP, they're still out there on the golf course right now. This is uh, going to be the best round by anyone this season. He'll gain over 10 strokes to the field. It'll be the third best round of anyone on tour in the last three seasons. and. With a bogey on number eight, which kind of stopped him from shooting a 59, it's going to be the best round with a bogey since that famous Ken Duke 65 in round three of the 2016 players. So pretty historic stuff today. Yeah, I don't I don't even there's there's a lot of different directions we could go with this. First, I think the 10 strokes gained in a round club at the end of the year, we need to do something to celebrate that because those are. I mean, how many how many of those do we get a year? Like four, three, five? Uh, not even. Last last year there was one. Uh Matt Jones, round one of the Honda Classic. That was the only one for the 2021 season. Okay. Uh, 2020. I the, sorry. I remember Sung Kang did it one year at uh I think it was Sung Kang at Pebble. It just it doesn't happen. You you probably got all the numbers right there. Yeah. So 2020, uh, Scotty Scheffler did it at the Northern Trust. That was the 59. Yeah. Uh, 2019, uh, Brooks did it round one of the PGA Championship, and Phil did it uh, at the Desert Classic. So I mean, it's like one or two if you're lucky, three a season. It's 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 quite rare. Yeah, it is quite rare, and it's something that I think should be it it sh- it's it's a cool little club. It's kind of like a Maybe just a statistical nerd club that we celebrate, but I it it, it does represent the very. I mean, it, it you know, like at the end of a baseball season, we celebrate the perfect games and the no hit. Like it, it it, I feel like it gets a little buried, and I I don't think it should. And it, yeah, it's more impressive at a major championship or whatever. But to gain ten strokes on a field that coming into the week was tenth best of twenty twenty two so far. 
that's extraordinary. And I get that the wind was down in the morning and whatever, but it, it's it's super impressive. Uh, I kind of love the sixty with a bogey. It's kind of the hipster version of fifty of fifty nine without one. I got, it's kind of sweet. Uh, he played his last ten and ten under. Rick, he was two under through eight and played. Uh, his last 10 holes in 31 strokes, <laughs> which is pretty, pretty sick. And uh, now he's the favorite. He, he was somebody that I actually tried to pick him and one and done this week, but I had already used him, I think, two or three weeks ago. So, I mean, I've used everybody, so no surprise there. But uh, he's been playing really well, and, and he's obviously a good iron player, and he's been hitting it really great for, for a while now. Yeah, I was, uh, I was watching it with my dad, and when he made Eagle on 12, I was like, oh man, he's only got to make, you know, five more coming in jokingly. And then he yeah. birdied 14 and 16 and 17. I'm like, holy crap. Now he's just got an Eagle 18. He's got this thing. Yeah, seriously. <laughs> got out of hand pretty quickly. You mentioned it. He's the favorite three to one, according to our friends over at Caesars Sportsbook. Pretty significant gap between him and the rest of the field. Scotty Scheffler uh, finishing up his rounds right now. 11 to one. Mito Pereira had himself a good day as well. 12 to one KP. Uh, we've seen Seb do this, right? Didn't he? It'd be like birdie his first eight holes out of the gate at, at one point last year. Uh, staying power wise, uh, how likely is he to close this out? Well, I think I think the RSM is instructive. He shot sixty in round one there and finished third. So, is he going to? I mean, this is obviously a better field than RSM, and you know, I I think the question is like, is he going to win? I, you would bet against that, I think, but I, I, he's not somebody that it's like a, okay, he could shoot 60, 73 and miss the cut or whatever. Like he, he's going to be in it. He's a good player. Like he's a, what, what's his, actually, I have no idea. What is his world ranking? Like yeah, 60, you wanna, you wanna guess? I'll say, uh, I don't even know. I'll say 57, 73. Okay. So, I mean, she's 75, but it, it, it's very different, I think, when you get um, somebody who, I mean, he putted, you obviously have to putt well to shoot 60, but he's he hit the ball really well on Thursday, and it's not out of nowhere. He's been hitting the ball. He, he was one of the best TD Green guys over his last 20 rounds coming into this week. So staying power in terms of winning, maybe. Staying power in, in terms of finishing in the top five or top 10, Definitely. I think that is something that I that I definitely believe in with with yeah. uh, with Bassey led the field in approach, led the field in ball striking second uh, as of right now or third as of right now in putting. So that's how you that's how you get that combination there. Um, let's talk a couple of the big boys here. Hideki Matsuyama at least squashed any injury concerns for uh, one day. KP because he went out and shot an opening round 67. That's five under. I thought he looked tactical. I will admit uh, I just wanted to see like four healthy rounds from Hideki and I watched him uh, play this round this morning and I, I bet him, I bet him next week for Southern Hills. He's my first, my first click, my first click of the week for next week. Well, I, I think that's wise. You know, some of the, uh, I was on the um, CBS sports, like media uh, preview call on Wednesday with Dottie Pepper and Jim Nance and Nick Faldo and, and everybody else. And Dottie Pepper was talking about Southern Hills and how, it's because, like with the redesign, was it Gil Hans? I think it was Gil Hans. It was, yeah. Per, to, he tried to restore uh, Perry Maxwell's original design. Right. And so with the redesign, it's become a little Augusta nationally in terms of the greens are big, but the the spots you need to hit are tiny. And that screams Hideki, right? It's like is dropping 
iron shots, you know, into a silo that's like seven feet wide or five feet wide or whatever. So, and we don't need to be talking about the PGA championship right now, but I think that if Hideki's playing well, that, that type of course is, is perfect for him. This is, I don't, I don't think the Byron Nelson is a great fit for him in terms of, to me, Hideki is somebody that you want it to be really difficult, as difficult as possible. And this is just, <laughs> you don't necessarily want Hideki in a putting contest, you know, and, and that might be a little bit of what the Byron Nelson ends up being. I, I don't, I don't necessarily know. I, I know that Greg was talking on Monday about how guys that are great approach players have uh, well thrived here, I guess, in the in the one time it was played here last year. So that does scream Hideki, but I, I just don't I don't love the easy type setup for somebody like him. So is he going to, you know, jump up and finish in the top five this week? I don't know about that, but he does pretend well for for next week at Southern Hills. Yeah, I just like to see that he's healthy, obviously, and then we'll go from there. Scotty Scheffler. Just poured in a birdie on 18, so he'll close out his opening round, similar to Hideki Atsuyama, a five under 67. I, I'm, I'm out of things to say. He's he's relentless. He's just he just never stops. He's one of the best players in the world. Obviously, um, I don't know what to say about Scotty anymore. I mean, it's an extraordinary heater. You know, I, I looked at uh, strokes gain for the. I, I like looking at strokes gain for the year, like. 2019 2020 2021 and if you look at the best guy each year i think right now he has the highest number of any leader over the of any of the like the best guys in a single year over the last 10 years wow it's and he's at 2.82 which is i mean if you get to if you're around three that's a that's a joke that's like a tiger in 2005 or 2008 type number and that's where he's living at. And I think, you know, he, he I mean, is he going to win the PGA too? Is he going to be the favorite? Is he the favorite right now? Uh, I think Rom still is, but he's like, you know, either a co-favorite or like two points behind. <clears throat> He'll be the favorite at some books. Sorry, I'm looking it up right now. Uh, I mean... Uh, it, 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 I, I don't think he's going to win just because there's 156 guys and everybody's there, but he's, he's legitimately, he just doesn't stop anymore. And the way that he kind of just ho-hummed through like the whole four wins anyway, and it's just, well, I just go play golf. I just, I just go out there and I don't overthink it. And I just play golf. Like we keep saying what a heater he's in. I'm not sure he knows it and I'm not sure he cares. I think he just literally plays golf. Well, that, that's the thing. You know, he, him and Rom are co-favorites at Caesars, by the way, 11 to 1. Rory's at 12. Mark Allen, JT at 14. DJ at 16. Uh, the thing about Scheffler is it doesn't, and I've listened to kind of various interviews that he's done over the last few weeks on some different podcasts, and um, he, he doesn't, it's not like he's playing that much differently like nothing has necessarily changed a ton from this year to or from last year to this year his short games have been really sharp it's been really good but it's it's almost like you can attribute a hundred percent of what he's doing to just being confident right yeah like that that's what it that's what it feels like i don't know if that's 
and nobody knows if that's actually true, but that's what it just feels like. He is like, I'm going to go shoot 65 and then tomorrow I'm going to shoot 66. And then the next day I'm going to shoot 64. And he almost doesn't know any better right now, which is the best kind of heater to pee on. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, it, it it he's just exudes so much confidence right now not in like a in a prickly way but just in a like man this guy is so good type way and it, it doesn't mean he's going to win the Byron Nelson but it it's it's pretty fun to watch and it's been really impressive to uh, to cover over the last couple of months add Dustin Johnson's name to the list of 567s i love this scorecard from dj uh goes out in 31 five birdies bogey free 31 and then he makes one par on his second nine so he makes four birdies four bogeys even par 36 coming in uh this is the first round that he's played since you know taking the time off officially getting hitched uh obviously not much rust in the game yeah i don't i don't know how you make four bogeys there uh that's not that actually kind of concerns me for the pga next week uh but yeah i mean he's gonna he's probably gonna end up being my one and done play next week at the pga just because he's one of like four guys i have left and i think southern hills is a great spot for him so i'd like to see him kind of clean up the the card over the next three days I, I don't need him to win the byron nelson or anything but i think just to clean that up a little bit and and have it it just it wasn't as like tight as you would want it to be maybe in in the first round from dj i mean uh, the score was still good but you'd like to see it a little tighter yeah speaking of uh tightening it up cleaning up the scorecard justin thomas goes out and plays his first six holes at two over and you're watching all the birdies rolling kp and you're getting a little bit worried here but he birdies 80 eagles nine birdies 10 and then gets two more one at 17 one at 18 that's four under 68 could have could have played himself out of it on Thursday with that start. Was able to right the ship. He's still uh, eight back of Sebastian, <laughs> but m much better than what things could have been here. Well, I was watching and and I, I was he came on early in the telecast in the afternoon on Golf Channel, and you're like, is what what's going on? Like, I think he was, I think he I picked him up on eight or on nine, so I think he was one over. But he's just, I mean, he's got so many gears uh, that he can go to. And his his iron play is just exquisite. I mean, it, 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 I think, I don't know if there's a there's a category of, um, uh, of player that I enjoy watching more than I, watch, than I enjoy watching him, like, change speeds with his irons. Like, that's maybe my favorite thing on the PGA Tour. That's you could argue, like, maybe Bryson driving or Phil chipping or whatever, but JT changing speeds with his irons is the, my favorite thing to watch. It's unbelievable. And it makes you wonder, like we talked about earlier this week, how he's only won once in the last, what, 20 months, 18 months, 22 months, something like that. Yeah, it was, uh, was it the 20? I can, I always confuse 2020 and 2021 players shift. It had to be 2021. Because they didn't play it in 2020. So that would right. have been Hideki won in 2020. 14 or 15 months ago. It's been a while. It's been a while since JT's won. Uh, Jordan Alexander Spieth, you and I did a deep dive on Jordan Spieth, which is now available on my podcasting feed, 300 yards to unknown. We could have spent nine hours talking about Jordan Spieth. Instead, we spent one. He is five under par 67. Um, I 
love him around Southern. I love the way he sets up for the rest of major championships. We've talked about that a lot. Uh, statistically today, he gains with the driver. He lost a little bit on approach uh, and was a positive around the green and with the putter, which is at least a little bit exciting because the putter has been such a huge issue for him uh, for like the last two months. Do you have any? My wife just walked in. Do you have any Scotty Shuffler takes? Oh, no, nothing. Speed? Anything. Anything. She just wants to eat dinner. Uh, That'll do it for this episode of the first. (laughs) (laughs) So the thing that I was watching with speak that, that stuck out to me and, and you see this and we, and you and I talked about this on your podcast that it's, it's, it's such a weird year for him statistically because he's thriving with driver and he did so again on Thursday and he's, he's kind of flailing, not flailing for him. He's been mediocre elsewhere. And so I watch him hit driver and it's like, even his misses are pretty good right now. I, I, again, I don't want to need to see the warm up swing, but his, 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 it, it feels like his dispersion is narrower. I don't have the numbers behind that, but just watching him and then he'll miss these stupid putts that you're like, uh, if he was, if he was, it just feels like everything from fairway in is less, again, tight than it used to be. And if that tightens up, man, he's going to be a, he's going to be a force with how he's hitting driver, right? Big time. I don't think he's even sniffed his ceiling yet. No, I, I agree. And and it, I, I don't know that that's how I was looking at it a couple of weeks ago, but man, that's where he, he's always thrived from fairway to, to pin to, to holding out. Uh, and people at various times, it's been great iron play, great putter, whatever. But the driver's always been kind of the most up in the air thing. And that's been awesome this year. And watching it on Thursday, it was awesome. So I'm really fascinated to see over the next two or three months whether he can tighten everything else up and maybe make a run at, at winning a couple more times this year. Uh, let's talk Phil and Greg Norman and the Saudis, and we'll get you to dinner here. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. And we're back. All right, KP. So uh, things are obviously heating up with the Live Golf Invitational. Uh, The PGA Tour uh, has denied all the all the releases saying no you are not allowed to go play there which is now going to create a situation where 
Um, I guess if these guys want to go play, they're doing it against the well wishes of the PGA Tour, and that is going to lead to some type of disciplinary action. We we have no idea what that could be, but the tour has uh, drawn a very lar- hard line in the sand. They have, and it's not. Uh, it's not. It is surprising, kind of. It, this was always going to be the case. It's just a matter of when, right? Because you're you're you have a situation in which you've got eight events for the rest of the year, the live golf invitational series, five of them are in the United States and the tour is not going to let you go play in uh, Portland or Miami when you should be playing in Illinois or I, I don't know what all the tour events that coincide with the live golf stuff, but that just wasn't going to happen. They just did it earlier. And so it's almost cleaner uh, in terms of like the tour saying, okay, you're not doing this at all, rather than like, well, you can play the one in England, but you can't play the one in Portland, right? This is the way it had to be. This so, is, it had to be this way. And, and I don't know what that, I don't, I don't, like I'm actually dreading covering the the like legal part of this. I do not uh, understand it. I don't really care about it. I just want to know like what the decision is, you know? Uh but that's where it's headed. And I, I think the big question for me now is who's going to be the sort of lightning rod in court? I think there's a very clear path that Phil is going to take that hit and become like this, um, in his mind, like a like a trailblazer, like going to court for the sake of golf or what, whatever, however it gets portrayed. Uh, I don't know if he will be that guy it'll be somebody right that'll kind of be like the um like the the symbol for for all of this and i i i think that's going to play out quicker than we thought and i hope it plays out in like three days because I, I don't want to do like two years of this yeah i mean it's it, i think it's going to unravel very, or it's going to it's going to play it's going to play out very quickly because they've got the event in a couple of weeks so if they go and play that and then they've now played against the wishes of the PGA Tour, uh, and then they want to come back, like we're going to learn what the discipline is very, very quickly, which if you want it to be clean and you want to do it now, I think it's got to be a very harsh punishment, Kyle. it, it It can't be a slap on the wrist. It has to be, okay, give up your tour card for X amount of time, or you're no longer welcome back. It has to be stern. Yeah, you're right. And man, that's going to be fascinating. Are you banned for life? Are you out for the rest of the year? And I think where it gets even more intriguing is all of a sudden you have this uh, fork in the road and Eamon Lynch has written really well on this for golf league. People should check it out. You have this fork in the road for the major championships because now the majors who have kind of given lip service to like, yeah, we're we're like with the PGA Tour and and all this stuff, and you're like, are you? Because now being with the PGA Tour means are you going to ban guys from the PGA Championship? Is the U.S. Open, which takes place after the first Live Golf Invitational Series event, are they going to ban guys from Brookline? Is the Open Championship at St Andrews? It it, it, it the whole thing sucks because it. it Especially this summer, the, we're just talking about this off air. 
the 150th open at St. Andrews, it should be a celebratory thing. And now it's going to be like, yo, uh, Bubba can't play in the open because he's playing at the Centurion club in June. I, I have no idea if that's going to happen, but that is like in the realm of possibility now. And I am, I think the question of the rest of the year, other than who's going to be kind of the guy in court, that's the lightning rod is what are the majors going to do? And maybe the masters doesn't have to deal with that question until after, I mean, they, they're kind of like out of the way now. Right. Time. <clears throat> but the other majors, I mean, there's going to be a lot of questions about that next week when Seth wall takes the stage at the PGA championship. And you don't just get to like deal in hypotheticals anymore. You have to actually take a stance and maybe, uh, maybe the PGA skirts it a little, but the opens won't be able to. Yeah. I, uh, he, I know Jay Monahan listens to the first cut pod as he, as he should. So here, here's some, <laughs> here's some free advice. You ban them for a year. A lifetime ban makes you look bad. A year is effectively a lifetime ban. Because are your sponsors going to stay with you? There are reports that these guys are going to want are going to be asked to wear uniforms in the Live Golf inv uh, Invitational, and are the sponsors going to go over and be a part of that? Are they going to want to be a part of that? If you ban them for a year, uh, it is it is effectively a longer ban than that. It is, and it's it's almost like a. Uh... And I, and I think this is why you see so many guys that are 40 or 43 or 45 going because at the point in which there would be the possibility for them to return in seven years after this thing falls apart or whatever, I don't know if it will, they don't care anyway. Like what does Lee Westwood care about seven years from now, right? Right. Exactly. Like it's, it's like getting that last check in the NBA or NFL and then I'm out, right? For sure. It, but – and so, yeah, I, I, I think that that is, I think that's really good analysis and it's spot on. I, I'm curious about what you think the majors are going to do. What is What is USGA going to do? What is the RNA going to do? Are yeah, they gonna... so I've thought for a long time they were just like, they're just going to punt it as long as they can. Although they're, 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 that's not an option anymore. Um, <clears throat> I believe that they will uh, let them play. I do too. I believe that the smartest thing that the the Live Golf series did was uh, was tie themselves to the Asian Tour, which allowed the uh, official World Golf rankings to 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 be divvied out for these events, and they can and and they can hide behind the fact of saying, "Well, this is the qualification process. These guys are in through OWGR points. You might not like it, but that's that's the truth." And then the majors can say, "Well, they're within our qualifications." And they don't have to take a stand on it. They can just uh, essentially keep the status quo. And I think that's what they want to do and not look bad. And if they can both just agree that the OWGR is their path for the status quo, I think the majors are going to let it happen. So my question with that is, do, are we positive that the live golf events are OWG? Because and this is where it gets so no, confusing. Not positive of anything, <laughs> for sure. Yes, I totally agree. But the 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 live golf investment was in the Asian tour, and that's because um, they gave them what three hundred million dollars or two hundred million dollars over the course of ten years, and so they have like a uh, a stake in that. And like the Saudi International, for sure, like they get uh, OWGR porn. Uh, excuse me, OWGR points through the Asian tour. Right. But I don't know how that applies to these eight new events, 
right? I don't know either. I assumed hey. they were sanctioned Asian tour events, Jacob. Go ahead, Jacob. Uh, I mean, I think you get insight for that whenever the PGA Tour announced the sort of ban and changing of the PGA Tour U rules, where they said players in the PGA Tour U are not allowed to participate in professional golf tournaments that is not ranked by the official world golf ranking, which is so, pretty much your so indication that, so yeah, that there's so not WGR points. Yeah, I don't so think the, this first eight series is is going to be OWGR official points. So the tour's presumption is is yes that there that there will not be points, but and I guess they would know because they're part of the OWGR uh, conglomeration or whatever. But I even then, Rick, like even if they don't get OWGR points, I just don't think. <laughs> I don't. I I can't imagine the RNA uh, being like, yeah, we're like they don't want to deal with that, right? I th I think I think they'll just look at the PGA Tour and be like, I don't know, man. Like, good sounds luck. Like a, sounds like a you problem, <laughs> kinda, right? Like, I just it, it it's such a. I think when when it comes down to it, it's such a price it's such a costly stance to have to take like literally costly because once you once you start like once the rna starts banning people or whoever you're now in court right like you are now like liable for for all of this and i it's, i just i can't envision that happening it's actually better than if the if the rna doesn't want these guys involved or they want to stand with the PGA tour and these are not OWGR points events. Well, if then these guys who are playing uh, aren't earning any points, they're eventually just going to drop out of the major qualifications if they're not playing on the PGA tour or anywhere else where they're, where they're garnering these points. So it, it ends up eventually resolving itself without the majors having to take action, which is exactly yeah. what I think they want to happen. That's right. Unless the live golf. And this is where like, if you're a player, are you banking and who knows, but like, are you banking on Greg Norman assuring you like, Oh, we'll be certified by the, by the OWGR by 2024 or whatever. <laughs> like, is that one, is that what he's saying? Maybe, I don't know. And two, do, do you have any like reassurance that that's actually going to be the case? I guess the flip side of that, you could go start playing Asian events because uh, apparently they're okay with this organization being sort of involved i don't know the whole thing is a mess uh, uh i just i'm really fascinated by what the majors do and that's going to be i think a. I wish it wasn't going to be a storyline next week at the pga but it will be and uh it'll be even a much bigger deal than last year especially if phil shows up oh my god it's gonna be a circus last thing on this because uh greg norman has has said some things on wednesday he was doing a news conference in london to apparently promote uh, the first event. Uh, I'm not sure that's how it was necessarily taken because he was asked about uh, the murder of Washington Post journalist Jamal Khashoggi and the quote uh, that made its way around the world. And this is and also this is now like um, an international story, like it's New York Times, it's CNN. It's like all these major headlines because there's the political side of it. So Norman would go on to say, in part, quote, Look, we've all made mistakes, and you just want to learn from those mistakes and how you can correct them going forward. End quote. Um, 
I, you know, it's, I was telling Jacob before we went hot, if Phil and Greg Norman's job are to kind of not remind us all the bad things that Saudi Arabia does, they're doing a horrible job at it. All right. Like they bring up everything all the time and they are not being very good. Like sports washers here. No, they're not. And it, 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 I saw the quote, I was at a, my son had a baseball game and, uh, so I got on Twitter later, later last night and I saw the quote and it, it, it just is, it's almost like parody. Like if you hadn't, if you hadn't seen like the incremental lead up to it and you just took that in a, that quote in a vacuum, you'd be like, this is, this is a parody. And the fact that there was an incremental lead up makes you actually believe that that, could be said uh it's the whole thing is just it's 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 horrible it's also really a dumb way to kind of address you know and there there was a um there was a sky sport i think it was sky sports interview with norman and jamie weir who interviewed lee westwood the week before and uh Jamie Weir pressed Norman on a lot of the, the, the political stuff, the, the, obviously that murder, but then also like a recent execution of, of, uh, 81 people in Saudi Arabia. And he, the answers are just, they're, they're really bad and they're very unsatisfactory. And I think people, what they misunderstand with this stuff is it's like some of the responses, well, uh, the United States does some really bad stuff too, for sure. The United, and I've been big on this. The United States is not like, they don't have a stake in the PGA tour. Like the United States government is not funding the PGA tour. Right. The, the, the thing that people don't understand is the Saudi Arabian government is literally funding this tour. So it's not like, I think people act like you're trying to connect all these dots. It's no, it's like literally backed by the government of Saudi Arabia, which is also executing people that that's why there's such an issue with all of this. And I, I I don't know that people understand that. And I don't even know that the people that are running the league totally understand that. Or if they do, they're just like willfully ignoring it or trying to make it go away. And I don't, I, I, it shouldn't go away, and I I don't think it will. Well, Greg Norman doesn't believe that he answers to Mohammed bin Salman. I wonder how MBS feels about that, and if he thinks that Greg Norman answers to him. I guess we'll we'll find out, Kyle. We are uh, weeks away, and also, uh, as you mentioned, the major championships are uh, like uh, the, our sport is going to be under a microscope next week between the Phil stuff, between everything that's going on with Live Golf, like. Yeah, it's it's just going to be heated up for the next couple of weeks. So get ready for that. Well, and I think because, you know, at the Masters, two things. One, Tiger overwhelmed everything. And two, there's a little bit of a sense of like, let's not let's not uh, ruin the Masters by talking about all this other stuff. That won't be the case at the PGA. There's just it's it's a more informal atmosphere. And now that Tiger's already gotten a tournament in, if Phil shows up, it's going to be a complete and total circus with 
not just him, but the live golf stuff. Oh yeah. Major championship is being played also. <laughs> like it's going to be crazy. It's going to be, it's actually a week that I'm, I'm super looking forward to, even though it's going to be completely insane. We'll be here to cover it all. And we'll be back after rounds two, three, and four of the AT&T Byron Nelson. For now, big thanks to producer Jacob. Does all the hard work behind the scenes. That right there, Kyle Porter. You can find him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. And you can find me at Rick Run Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.